Christos Voskras, Vaisnava Voskras, Christ is risen, truly is risen, this Father Basil again, on this Sunday afternoon, this Sunday of the paralytic, that we read in the gospel today, and what I want to do today is to talk a little bit from this book called My Divine Friend. This was a book re- written by the Redemptorist Order of Priests in Saskatchewan back in the 1950s. And it has some really good information in here about um, this striving to be the best Christian we could be and talking about um, our relationship with Christ and Christ's love for us. So I'm going to read a part, uh, maybe for the next few um, podcasts that I do on here. I'm going to read about what it says about the greatness of Christ's love for us. Okay, so this is what it says. Jesus Christ loves us with an eternal love. I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Jeremiah. In eternity, everything is permanent. There is neither past nor future. Whatever is eternal always remains the same. He loved us before we were, and before we would have known and loved him in return. And he loved us in spite of his knowledge of our sins and offenses, which we would commit during our life. Besides, Jesus Christ loves us at every moment with all the love wherewith he has ever loved us and shall love us through all eternity. Jesus Christ loves us with a boundless love. He is the Son of God made man. He loves us as God and as man. The divine and uncreated love which possesses the adorable heart of Jesus is nothing else but God himself. Now since God is immense and unlimited, His love for men is also immense and unlimited. No one is able to love as much as Jesus loves every one of us. Jesus Christ loves us with an ardent love. He said of himself, I came to cast fire upon the earth, and what do I wish but what it shall be kindled? So, who encouraged the 15 million martyrs, men and women and weak children to despise the fire, the sword and the torches of the tyrants. It was the love for Jesus that burned in our noble hearts. Jesus Christ loves us with a persevering love. His love will know no end. We often meet persons in the world who love each other with a sincere love. But how long do they love each other? We know how unstable human love is. Jesus instead will love us for all eternity. He cannot be discouraged by our failings and our lack of correspondence. St. John said of his love, Jesus having loved his own were in the world, loved them to the end. Even our ingratitude cannot stifle his immense love for us. The love of Jesus Christ is disinterested. Men love their fellow men because they are wise, beautiful, or because they hope to receive some advantage from them. Jesus loves us without any self-interest. 
We cannot make him more happy, more rich, for we cannot increase his infinite perfections and bliss. Jesus Christ loves us with a compassionate love. His infinite love for men is proved by three great miracles. Loving us, he came into this world by becoming a man, our brother. This is a great prodigy of divine love. Who could ever force the Son of God, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, to assume human nature with all its limitations? His love for men is the only explanation of the great prodigy of the Incarnation. In in becoming man, he hid his divine splendor and became subject to all human frailties except for sin. Jesus Christ is the second person of the Blessed Trinity that became man to expiate our sins. He died upon the cross for our salvation. He loved us and washed us from the sins in his blood, according to St. John. The incarnation of the Son of God was decreed by the Blessed Trinity. The Eternal Father wished to save us from everlasting ruin and damnation. He did not even spare his own Son, but gave him up for all of us, according to St. Paul. God made us by his power, but he redeemed us from eternal death through the sufferings of a Son, in whom he is well pleased, that is, whom he loves more than all men and angels combined. In leaving the world... Jesus did not wish to separate himself from men whom he loves with all the love of his divine heart. He invented a means by which he dwells among men after his ascension. And this stupendous means is the blessed sacrament or the Holy Eucharist. In this sublime sacrament, Jesus Christ is truly present, not only as God, but also as man. The same Jesus is here present who once walked upon the earth and who now sits in heaven on the right hand of his Father. When Christ announced his departure, the apostles became sad. Christ consoled them saying, I will not leave you orphans. And then he instituted the great sacrament of the Holy Eucharist to favor us always with his divine presence. Behold, I am with you all days until the consummation of the world. Jesus Christ also instituted the blessed sacrament in order to offer himself up daily for us to his eternal Father. What he once did on the cross when he died for our sins, he does daily in the divine liturgy, where by the hands of the priest, he renews his sacrifice on the cross in an unbloody manner. The sacrifice of the divine liturgy is as profitable as the sacrifice on the cross because Christ in both is the victim and the main priest. Day by day he renews his sacrifice on the cross, applying to our souls the fruits of the redemption. Thus in the blessed sacrament, Jesus becomes a dispenser of all his graces. From our tabernacles, he unceasingly cries out to men, 
Come to me, all you that labor and are burdened, and I will relieve you. Jesus Christ instituted the blessed sacrament for the nourishment of our souls. As our bodies need material food, so our souls need spiritual nourishment. Jesus said to the Jews, You can have no life in yourselves unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood. Furthermore, he added, He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood enjoys eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. Jesus Christ is the author and dispenser of all graces. When we receive Holy Communion, we do not receive only individual graces as in the other sacraments, but the plenitude that is the author of all graces, that is our blessed Lord, Jesus Christ, dwelling under the appearances of bread and wine, and we are eating the body and blood of Jesus Christ, Jesus in the flesh. So, it's amazing, you know, I'm just going to comment a little bit from what I read here, how much Jesus loves us, how he gave his life for us, how he gave his very human body for our salvation. And, you know, when we sacrifice for one another in this world, we have to remember of the greatest sacrifice that Jesus gave, his death on the cross. And we reenact that sacrifice every single time we do the divine liturgy. We remember his sacrifice for us and the actual blood Uh, the actual body and blood is produced from the bread and wine that the priest consecrates. That we are, you know, now receiving Christ himself into our very being. That he fulfills us. He brings us that very... um, that, that, that very uh, presence of the divine into our souls. So we are consuming the divine. We are becoming, you know, one with Jesus when we consume the body and blood of Christ that the priest sacrifice, uh, sanctifies from the bread and wine. You know, this is so important for us to remember the love of Jesus in our lives. I will continue with this topic next time. God bless you. Have a great day.